All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf, Gojo and Golik, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving in the 2024 NBA postseason. You get it. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Justin Jefferson has some questions. Namely, he wants to know what the team's long-term plans at quarterback are before he commits to a long-term deal, according to NFL media. So here is what Jefferson told you guys uh, last week on Radio Row about the whole situation. Of course, you know, having Kirk with me for four years now, uh, having that connection with him, and uh, of course, doing the stuff that we have done together, uh, it's going to be tough to, you know, restart all of that with a whole new quarterback uh, especially if we draft one you know it's a rookie quarterback you don't know you know how he's going to turn out you don't know who's who he's really going to be uh, for your organization um, you know you might go get a, a vet that has played the game already and has that experience but you still have to build that connection with him uh, so of course I would like to have Kirk you know we don't have to really start anything over we can just continue what we're already doing but um you know, already know this is a business and, sure. you know, everything happens, you know. Yeah, and chemistry is important, all right? And so in that vein, Valentine's Day chemistry, you know, we're going to play some QB matchmaker here, fellas. So we're going to go through some of the quarterbacks that are either up for a new contract in a precarious situation with their current team. 
or entering the league next season, and we're going to match them with their ideal team. So, guys, why don't you just start with Kirk Cousins in Minnesota? What ha what's going on? What happens here? Yeah, Dad, this one's interesting. Uh, and Justin Jefferson, it, it, I think in my estimation, was pretty candid in that in his world as the star wide receiver and someone whose voice should absolutely be a part of this process. We know NFL players don't quite have the same sway as their NBA counterparts when it comes to this stuff, but I, I think what he brings up with Kirk Cousins, the continuity and the opportunity for this team that when healthy, I don't think is super far off. They're not what they were in 2022 in a season where they were winning close games. It was them and the New York Giants that were sort of outpacing their actual talent level. Not that far away, especially offensively. I think post-injury, Dad, because of Kirk Cousins and that torn Achilles from Week 8 this season, they're in a position where I think the right move is to probably bring him back on a short-term deal that doesn't cost you as much money. Kirk's been a hero at the bank for a while and use him as the bridge to whatever comes next because he brought up the idea of drafting a quarterback. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, but I think if you're Minnesota, you can have your cake and eat it to a bit in this situation because that injury is likely going to drive down the price of Kirk Cousins one way or the other. Well, I, I guess that's the question, right? Because they, I think they have about 19 million cap space right now. That's the only problem. If you do a short-term deal, you're going to get hit with a pretty big cap number, right? Because you're, you're, you're spreading it out over less years. So a lot would depend on, is he a guy that's going to say, I want 50 mil a year? You know, the injury, I think, does help the team in going a little less. But still, if you do like a two-year deal, you're going to get hit with a pretty good cap price. And are you paying Justin Jefferson this year, right? He's in the fifth year. Uh, of, of his of his deal 19 million dollars I believe uh, is, his, is he's making this year he's a free agent next year you know that's not going to happen Minnesota has to keep him so are they going to sign him this offseason and get a deal done now if you know you do him his is going to be a long-term deal so you can spread out uh, his number over a number of years so a lot's going to depend on what it, they have the room. They have some room there, like I said, 19 mil. But I agree overall. I, I think he's a guy. You have a team right now, you know, that ended up 7-10 and 10 using four quarterbacks. So I, I do think they're, while Detroit is the team right now in that division, watch out for Green Bay because they finished up strong. So you got to figure they're going to be big-time players. So if Minnesota is going to hold serve there, it's not going to be with a new or a rookie quarterback for sure. And then any free agent you bring in is not going to be better than Kirk Cousins. No, not at this point, not as a part of this class, which I do. I, I think you're right, is important. And if you're not in one of the top two spots in this draft, the quarterback question about who you might pull out of this group. And I've already seen reports that, a lot of NFL teams aren't as high on next year's quarterback class coming out of college. I don't know what next year's free agent class looks like, but all of that could lead to some teams feeling like they got a reach on some of the non-Drake May and Caleb Williams players in this draft. And so I, I do think, well, I, I think for Minnesota, we've seen Kirk Cousins was brought over there to raise the ceiling. He was not able to do that during his time here. He's been a guy that's had financial leverage going back to the double tag situation in Washington. I think the leash might have finally run out on that, but that doesn't mean that this union can't still be beneficial for both sides going forward. Dad, another one that I think is in the love the one you're with camp is probably going to be Baker Mayfield in Tampa, right? We think after this year, because of where the Bucks finished up, not in range for one of those top picks because of how Baker Mayfield performed, 
around a core that still does have some important veteran parts, bringing him back on a more team-friendly deal. I think most people think something in the two, three-year range, a little over $30 million a year, probably feels like the sweet spot that both sides could feel good about. Yeah, listen, they got out of their cap hell. They had like about 80-some million dead money last year they were dealing with because the players they signed during the Tom Brady era. Now I think their their space is about, to the to the good side, about $35 million they have. And I agree. You know, you, we're talking about two guys coming back. Kirk Cousins is going to cost you a lot more than Baker Mayfield. Baker played on that, what was it, $4 million deal, made some incentives as well. He certainly deserves a bump. But again, this is go, would be a short-term deal, two to three years at the most. Uh, and I don't think for the amount Kurt Cousins would get if he stayed in Minnesota. I agree. I think this is a no-brainer. You won the division with him. He had a career year. He had the most touchdowns he's ever thrown. I'm stunned that he didn't get comeback. If there was going to be, we all thought DeMar Hamlin, but if it was going to be a player and Joe Flacco was the one who won, I would have taken Baker Mayfield over Joe Flacco as far as comeback player of the year. So I think he deserved that award, and I absolutely think it's back with Tampa. Yeah, that one seems to make a lot of sense for all parties involved because for Tampa, it's simultaneously right. Well, he got you to a playoff game. You were able to go out there and win a playoff game, but also hey, we recognize the ceiling might not be Super Bowl like it was with Tom Brady with this guy, but again, it's about what's available to you, and I think overall everyone's kind of realistic about that situation. Let's start to get into some of the mess, Dad, here. Justin Fields, going to be one of the most talked-about quarterbacks in the lead-up to draft season. I've done however many hits in the last couple of days, and anytime he comes up, it's still the question in Chicago of what do they do with that number one overall pick? What do they do with Justin Fields? And how does this work going forward? So, Dad, just to re-up here, are you in the camp of draft a quarterback with that number one pick and trade Justin Fields? Do you think they should try and merge worlds and keep both and use Justin as a bridge program for the rookie quarterback? What do you see for his future? No, I, I would say that the Bears are going to start over. I don't know if I would do that, but I think that's what they're going to do. I don't think you hang on to Justin Fields. I think there's too much caps or, or, or assets out there you can get for him. There will be teams interested in him to take him. So I think they sever ties there, and I think they draft uh, Caleb Williams. So now it's just going to be a matter of where does he go? You know, what what team can you put him with? Because I'm really – We've talked about this, and I think we both agree. This is one of the guys we're really interested in seeing what he does with another team. I don't think the relationship with he and Luke Getze was great as far as how they work together in getting the best out of Justin Fields. Is Justin Fields at fault in some of this? Absolutely. He's the one on the field. A lot of turnovers as well. Uh, they brought him in some, you know, weapons and DJ Moore, and you had Cole Komet who's having a year, maybe not as much as as a, as a backfield as you would like, uh, but they did bring in some weapons for him. But I, I definitely think they're going to part ways uh, with him and start and start the clock over again. So what team do you see as an ideal landing spot? To your point, probably not going to be the well, Las Vegas Raiders where Luke Getze is now the offensive no. coordinator after the will they, no. won't they, no. with uh, – with, um, why am I blanking on his name right now? Cliff Kingsbury, who uh, flirted with them before Cliff going Kingsbury. to the Washington Commanders. Getze ends up as the coordinator there, so I don't see Justin Fields likely involved in a deal with them. Where do you think would be a good landing spot? Well, I mean, you look at a place like Atlanta, uh, right where Raheem Mozart went. You know, obviously, it's, it's more the obviously the offensive side of the ball. Raheem's the defensive side of the ball. Um, but you look there, Bajan Robinson in the backfield. Uh, Kyle Pitts at tight end. Drake London at wide receiver. You got some weapons there for sure 
with a quarterback that can move around and run. You can use him in the run game uh, as well. So that seems to be a fit there. Uh, but, but you know, we look at other teams that needs quarterbacks like New England, uh, like Denver, you know, uh, parting ways You know, with Russell Wilson. He's a guy that we'll talk about as well. But it does seem like Atlanta might be an interesting way to go uh, for him. And as I said, has some built-in weapons. Yeah, Atlanta was one that was really interesting to me when Arthur, when I think we were talking about this still when Arthur Smith was the head coach and he was a guy that had a lot of QB run stuff built into the offense. We saw what he did last year with Marcus Mariota and thought, oh, if you slot an even more talented piece in there around all those weapons you mentioned, how fun could that be? Zach Robinson comes over and is going to be in his first offensive coordinator gig as a part of that Shanahan McVay tree. He was the quarterback's coach out there with McVay's bunch in Los Angeles for the last couple of years. And so we're not quite sure. We imagine it's going to be some variation of that offense and we're not sure, hey, how he would utilize quarterback run we haven't seen a lot of that out of Sean McVay's bunch. No. We haven't seen it at all, given the quarterbacks that he's had out there. And so I would be fascinated to see that. I still think, and listen, you you look further down that tree and a guy like Matt LaFleur, who's had a lot of success in Green Bay, and now his guy in Jordan Love, who, you know, listen, Aaron Rodgers was mobile. Jordan Love is also that same brand of mobile. So you can use that in certain ways that I think would still be applicable to Justin Fields. But Atlanta would be a ton of fun to watch. New England's the other one to keep an eye on now, that new regime in there. What are they going to do? How much leeway also, Dad, are they going to give there? Because that other that also feels like an organization where you got to go in and do a little bit of rewiring of hey we let some things get away from us towards the end of the Belichick era we obviously swung and missed on Mac Jones as our first round pick the Bailey Zappi experiment didn't work out and so it's all right is this another one that could be a bridge to wherever we go or it's a risk that we take and if we hit jackpot now we've got a guy that was franchise quarterback potential in Justin Fields when he was coming out there so I'd agree Atlanta would be the coolest just uh, Justin's from Atlanta was a great prospect him and Trevor Lawrence both one and two in the country coming out of Georgia way back when in the day uh dad let's look at this one Russell Wilson we still don't know exactly yeah. what the future is going to look like there. Towards the end of the season, there was obviously all of the reports and very public conversation that Russell's camp brought up about the Denver Broncos telling him if he didn't restructure his injury guarantee and his contract, they were going to sit him down early in the season. They end up doing it late in the season. Then Sean Payton comes out and says, oh, well, you know, we haven't actually decided anything yet. There's still that conversation, but it's going to happen quickly here now. So uh, what do you see as the future for Russell Wilson? And if it's not in Denver, what's the fit? Man, that, that's the thing. What What is the fit there? I mean, do you talk about New England there? Alex Van Pelt, I believe, is the offensive coordinator uh, that's been hired there for Gerard Mayo as he takes over the head coaching job. So, I mean, we saw two years ago how bad it was, and last year he certainly played better, but there's just just wasn't. We all questioned kind of the fit with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Blame whatever side you want. It's still the marriage that's there and the marriage that's probably going to end. So, I mean... You, you could you could try and put him on any team, right? I mean, would you feel comfortable with with him as your quarterback, depending on where your team is? Because how long is he going to be your quarterback? Are you rebuilding, and is he the guy that would do that? If he, how long, how much longer can he play, or do you want to start it with a young guy like we're talking about? You know, Atlanta. Do you do you start it over with a young guy like Justin Fields, or bring in an older vet uh, like Russell Wilson? New England, the same way. I, I, I'm. Uh, and and I, Dad, I let's don't put it this know. Way. New England got the he, third pick in the draft right now. Would you rather them right. reach on a quarterback there? Because I do think if you take Jaden Daniels 
or Michael Penix Jr., one of those quarterbacks that's not Mayor Caleb at three, I think it's a reach at this point. Would you rather that in New England, or would you rather them go for a veteran like Russell Wilson, who coming off this contract, you're probably going to be able to get for markedly cheaper because of what we've seen from him in recent years. I do think for what it's worth, Alex Van Pelt coming over from the Cleveland Browns under Kevin Stefanski, who we know called plays, but it's a lot of heavy run play action the stuff that we saw you have to do with Russell Wilson to be successful especially at this point in his career so here's the thing then do you still draft a quarterback but sign Russell Wilson because you're right you can sign him on the cheap and Denver's picking up the tab I mean it's a really nice situation for some teams that want to pick up Russell Wilson and we, we keep talking about this as far as the quarterbacks in the draft it depends on the grade that you have but as we know, you're going to reach a bit for a quarterback in the NFL. Do you reach for one there, but then give him time because you brought in Russell Wilson? I think this is a team that's ready for a rebuild, which would mean a young quarterback start over with a young quarterback again and build up. But do you give yourself a little time if, in fact, it is a bit of a reach with a quarterback by signing a Russell Wilson, which I, I don't know how much sense it would make if you're that far down uh, you know, in trying to catch everybody else, thinking of the of the division that they're in and thinking of Aaron Rodgers coming back. I mean, they won four games last year. Buffalo's going to be strong. Miami's going to be strong. The Jets, if Aaron Rodgers stays the least bit healthy, is going to be better. New England's going to go in this year again as the worst team in the AFC East. So I don't know if you waste time bringing in a Russell Wilson, in all honesty, and just say, we're going to start over with a new quarterback. But to your point, how much of a reach where you're picking is a new quarterback going to be? Yeah, I, that would be rich for my taste for any of the non-May and Williams quarterbacks at that point in the draft. But if you end up trading back there, you're probably going to do it with the presumption that who's ever trading up is trying to get one of those quarterbacks because we know how this league works. But in that range, we know Marvin Harrison Jr., a lot of the great receivers in this class. There's a couple of bona fide stud offensive tackle project uh, prospects at the top of this draft. All that that can help build out the team around you a little bit more and then make it hospitable. Again, it's the value lost of hey next year's class maybe not as sexy quarterback wise but there's guys always that are rising and falling in that I do think Russ in New England would be interesting especially if you can get it at a value price here but if I'm the Patriots I don't think swinging at a quarterback at three is what I'd be yeah. comfortable at this point given this class yeah and 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 then a quarterback out there that I think you talk more about as a backup but as we've seen last year you need a backup right and I look at a Jacoby Brissett you know, it was with Washington who has started, you know, a, a number of games in the NFL. And I think that's a trend we may start to see given, I forgot what week during the season, it wasn't many in that we were already at 55 starting quarterbacks or different quarterbacks starting. So to have one that can step in and keep your team afloat, I think Jacoby Brissett and the backup quarterback position is going to be interesting. After we get the draft done and see where, I think four quarterbacks at least are going in the first round because that, that is a reach position and it's going to happen. But then where we start settling in with the backup quarterbacks to say, your backup quarterback for the most part is probably going to play some. Given the odds, he's probably going to play some and you want a guy that can keep your team's head above water. My God, and I said this yesterday and I shame on me for forgetting he was actually a free agent. 
if you are the New York Jets and you don't go and try and offer Jacoby Brissett whatever he yep. needs to come in your organization after your boss just told all of you, your asses are on the line right now. You didn't have a plan for when Aaron Rodgers got hurt last year. Dog, bring Jacoby Brissett in. He is the poster for what you want as a backup quarterback right now. Guy that can get you through a handful of games. Hell, Jacoby Brissett looked like a competent starter. If they had kept him instead of Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, they probably win a bunch more yeah. games because of the way Jacoby Brissett had ended the prior season. So, man, I, I just feel like that is such a layup for the Jets to have a guy out there who has become the backup quarterback du jour that everyone would love to have around the league. He's not a guy that would be threatening to Aaron Rodgers in any way way since I'm sure part of it is what you've got to measure relative to that it just seems like such a layup there so of course the Jets are probably going to rim that one out it seems easy and for the taking <sighs> the other guy in that vein dad is going to be Ryan Tannehill I'm fascinated to see what the yeah. NFL thinks of him now post his time with the Tennessee Titans because we've talked about it there aren't that many teams that have quarterback openings at this point that would make sense for a guy at this point in his career but you know you, you start talking about quarterback and and OC uh, connections. I, I look back at Atlanta. You mentioned it about Zach Robinson, right? You know, over with the Rams and what they were running and the type of quarterback they had with the Rams. Justin Fields isn't the type of, because we mentioned Justin Fields to Atlanta, that's not what the Rams had. When you have Stafford, kind of that pocket passer, you know, who can move around, that's more along the lines of Ryan Tannehill, who can move a little more than Stafford, but still, it would seem to fit more the type of quarterback Zach Robinson has been used to dealing with in L.A., would be a Ryan Tannehill more than a Justin Fields. So I'll be interested to see which way that would go. I'll be interested to see. I, I At this point for Atlanta, I'm not sure Ryan Tannehill's the guy I'd like to stake my future on. An interesting one's going to be, and I don't know, Tyrod Taylor was backing up Daniel Jones in New York. I wonder what they're going to do with that situation because this is the last year ostensibly of Daniel Jones' deal that was multiple years but basically a two-year prove-it deal. If you have a guy like that on the back end of the roster, if you are trying to make sure your job's stable if things don't work out this year and that progress isn't made with Daniel Jones, who's in the prove-it year of his contract. A lot of matchmaking going on around the NFL as we try and look forward and see what's going to come next for a lot of the best quarterbacks in the league here in 2024. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Tom Pelissaro of NFL Media reported yesterday that Chiefs guard Nick Allegretti tore the ulnar collateral ligament in his elbow during the second quarter of the Super Bowl. Absolute monster. He played through the rest of the game, and then an MRI confirmed that he suffered a full tear. So Allegretti now a three-time Super Bowl champ with KC. And last week on Radio Row, Senior had a chance to catch up with a former Chief Super Bowl champ, Orlando Brown Jr. All right, Orlando, here we are in Super Bowl week 
at the Radio Row area, but you've been on the other side of You know what? Before yeah. we even start in that, what the heck is that? <laughs> what what, what, what is, is that? This is my good luck charm, man. I, I, I'm a big believer in God, but I've been wearing this since, what, I was 18 years old. Really? At University of Oklahoma. I got like 13. This one I've had since 2015, but... Um, I don't know, man. I feel like I start wearing it. Great things start happening in my life. And I, it's so wild. I'm, I'm going to yeah. start talking football, and I look at that, and I'm like, yeah. I have to ask because <laughs> anybody watching is going to see that and say, yeah. what the heck is it? <laughs> so you literally wear it every day? I do, man. I do. It's just, you, The chances of you catching me without this, it's very slim. Very slim. Wow. That is yeah. a, so since, since you were 18. Yeah, man. Yeah. So all college. All the all college. Everything. All through everything, man. All through the combine. I'm walking in the combine meetings with it in my pocket. They're like, what the hell wow. is going on? Well, I'll tell you what. It seemed to work for you pretty well, right? Yeah, it it seemed, seemed to go. Yeah. Uh, because, as I said, we're, we're on this side of, of the Super Bowl and Radio Row, but you've yep. been on the other side. Yep. You have a Super Bowl uh, ring with the Chiefs. Yep. Uh, just, just last year. Mm -hmm. So tell us, like, about the so we're getting close to the game now. So take me through your experience in getting closer to the game. Nerves? Are you able to sleep in just what yeah. you're doing? Yeah, man. Like I'm someone that doesn't get nervous when it really? comes to football. Yeah, I just, I, I, I love football. You know what I mean? And and I know how to play football, and I know I'm really good at it. So <laughs> I don't really, I don't necessarily get nervous. I get anxious in terms of like excitement. Like I'll get overexcited. Like the guy that has to pee every five minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's that's me. But um, heading into the Super Bowl is so crazy because you know all your life you work for the opportunity and you work, uh, you know you think about it and you talk about it all season. And I hadn't experienced it before. You know, obviously playing in Kansas City, there's so many dudes on the team that right, have and right. coaches. And so, you know, I remember my first year in KC, we fell short in the AFC Championship right. to the Bengals. And then, you know, all of that. And then the following year, we get there. And we're in Phoenix. We get to Phoenix, I believe, on a Sunday. And uh, we got the whole week there. And what I always thought was so cool about Coach Reed and the way that they did things at Kansas City is they have a Super Bowl routine because they do it so often. Right. And, you know, it, they made it like home in terms of our scheduling, our hours that were free. Uh, for me, I just I tried to continue to maintain my routine. And so on Thursday, or today's Friday, I right. believe, yeah, Friday at this point, it was like a quote unquote a fast Friday at practice. Um, I went through my regular Friday routine. Um, I think we might have went and seen Burt Kreischer as an offensive line uh -huh. um, in, uh, at ASU um, at their arena and just chill. That was it, man. Did you, were you able to sleep well the night before the game? I was. I slept great. Really? I slept great. I think I might have woke up at 10 o'clock or something like that, 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Wait, Got, the next morning? The next morning, yeah. Really? Yeah, I caught the first bus over, um, and yeah, man, I slept I slept like a baby. When you're getting ready for the game, now you, you've yep. got six years in the league, something yep, like yep, that, yep. Four, four Pro Bowls, so yep. you've been considered one of, the, one of the top in the game. Yep. But when you're getting ready to play a guy, Tell, take people down into your preparation for individuals you're going to play against and scheme you're going to play against. Yeah, so uh, something I really learned from Pat Mahomes, man, was uh, seeing the game uh, through a quarterback's eye. And so much of what we do as football players, even as yourself as a defensive end, it's a feel. You know, if you go to make an inside move and your D tackle doesn't cover you, you know what I mean? Bad things can happen. Right. And so uh, for me, from my perspective, I start learning to understand defenses and coverages and so I spent a lot of time preparing understanding our game plan so if we're going to be running these quick concepts against pressure
press man coverage, I understand it may take a little bit more time for Joe to get through his reads. Right. And so I take time to study those things, the coverages we're going to see based off of our scheme-related stuff. I'm studying my opponent to the T. I like to know his muscle memory. What is he doing? How does he rush when he's tired? What's his favorite rush move? What is he trying to set up? Um, and, you know, I'm a chess guy, man. Like, I'm, I like, I enjoy being able to sit there and break down film on a Miles Garrett and see, you know, some of his favorite moves. Now, he's got some freak stuff that he does. Yeah. You know, it's not many guys that can outside chop you yeah. with his outside hand and get his hips around and you. And then the lean he has yeah. is something. I yeah. mean, truly one of the greatest uh, <laughs> at, at what he does, man. I'm happy he won defensive player of the year. Yeah. But um, just it's, it's so much that goes into it. But I feel like that's surface level stuff that, that, I, that I can share. So when you when you got there, when you were there a couple of years, obviously you see how great Pat Mahomes was. But I think a guy that kind of kind of like Brock Purdy has jumped out for San Francisco, Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, yeah. I mean, who yeah. saw that one coming, running that well? And then he runs so mean. Yeah, <laughs> man. I'm, so I'm holding out last year, but I have my team iPad. Right. And I'm watching OTAs and minicamp and OTAs, like the, the beginning of it. Is there's no helmets and shoulder pads or anything to right. practice. Everything's on air. And I remember calling Pat, and I'm like, bro, number 10. Who is who is number 10? Because like, that was Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who is, who is yeah. number 10? And so, you know, Pat's like, Pat's like, oh, my gosh, bro, he's, so, he's, he's really fast. He's, he loves the game. Jittery guy. Huge energy. And so training camp hits. I'm still holding out. And I'm watching on I'm watching the film on the daily, like just, you know, keeping it fresh in my mind, seeing every the install, keeping up with the installs. And so I'm seeing him run his tail off every single rep in individual, like yeah. in seven on seven and team drills. And I'm like, this is crazy. And so when he got that opportunity to get in the game, I'm trying to think of the breakout moment um that I really remember for him. Um because he was a return man as well. Right. He started as right. a return man last year. Um, gosh, man, I, I can't pinpoint with my finger where, where, where the breakout moment was for him. But just seeing his approach to the game on a daily and the type of guy he is in the locker room, uh, he's everything you want in a running back, man. I, I like to compare, you know, his energy to a Chris Johnson right. of, you know, that time. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I've known Andy for a long time, and I know he loves to pass the ball. It, yeah. o it almost feels like yeah. – begrudgingly he's like you yeah. gotta give this guy the ball you, you gotta do. hand yeah let him run you do and, and it's funny you say that man i think you know i'm first off foremost man i i love to run block i'd rather run block than pass block but i'd rather win right. any day yeah and right. so i'd like i don't care call up call 100 percent passes if we win we win but uh i think where the game has gone man and the amount of money they pay these quarterbacks I mean, they, that's the reason. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I would. I, I yeah. that's, that's how I look at it. So. But I, I get it. You're saying you'd rather. I, I think any old lineman would rather move forward than move backward. Oh, right? most definitely. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. Especially when you're moving backward, you got some some crazy guy, you know, trying to jam you back <laughs> yeah, into the quarterback. It's crazy, man. So outside of nine years, I played, never got past the divisional round. So I have no idea what it feels like to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So you win it. Outside of the clock striking zero and the confetti coming down in just that moment what in the experience of of the game or or really the week was um, the most one of the most memorable moments for you um man that last practice that friday practice uh you know that friday practice was uh, i get goosebumps because i remember uh the corn dog play we had ran it wrong a few times and I, I remember being in walkthrough you know what I mean called it backwards once or twice and we got in the game and they right. called it backwards and um 
you know, it's 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 like the preparation of that, knowing that, okay, we're going into our last battle. This is everything we got. We've had a week or two weeks off. Um, that was so special. And then outside of that moment, um, after the game, the parade. I mean, that that's the that is something that I wish everyone in the world could experience because being able to not sell out a stadium or a building, to sell out a city. You've got the whole city of Kansas City um, there for the parade. That is so special, man. You hear the confetti. Uh, you see people drinking that you never would think would drink. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh. I know I'm looking at trainers. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you drink alcohol. I never would have thought. But uh, but just that experience, man, and being able to see everyone's families and, you know, their wives and girlfriends, some people with their kids out there, so special. Well, uh, I know you enjoyed the other side of it, winning the Super Bowl. I hope you've enjoyed this side of it. Of, of you do a great job. This is, yeah. uh, listen, you got a long way to go for your for your careers yeah. over, but uh, <laughs> this is something you could do. But just bring your lucky uh, lucky charm oh, yeah. all the way with you. I will. I appreciate. <laughs> I the appreciate time. you. Okay. Thank you. All right, pitchers and catchers are reporting because guess what? It is time for baseball season, baby. Jared Kravis is going to join us live next to talk everything MLB. Summertime is an awesome chance to enjoy some downtime, but also focus on taking care of myself before I get to the grind of fall football season and everything that comes with that. So I like to make sure I'm getting outside, moving around, eating as best I can, and of course using some sunscreen, especially on top of my bald head, to protect myself. And whether you're off to the pool, hiking, or traveling this summer, remember you're always bringing your microbiome with you. That's the 38 trillion bacteria that live in and on you, especially in your gut, that are essential to whole body health. That's where our friends at Seed come into play. Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic benefits your gut, skin, and heart health in just two capsules a day. I've been taking Seed for about a month now, and DSO-1 has been awesome for me. I feel more regular, my skin looks and feels great, and it's incredibly convenient. I can store it right in the cabinet with all my other supplements because I don't have to worry about refrigerating it, and the free travel vial that I got with the Welcome Kit allows me to take DSO-1 on the go with me wherever I am during this busy summer. Because remember, your body's an ecosystem, and great whole body health starts in the gut. Your gut's that central hub for all the various pathways throughout your body and a healthy gut microbiome means benefits for digestion skin health heart health your immune system and so much more and it's backed by a ton of science with clinical trials and breakthrough research published in top scientific journals seeds probiotic research and development make dso1 a product you know you can trust not only has every ingredient been tested individually in scientific studies for their safety dosage and benefits the dso1 formulation as a whole has been evaluated in two clinical trials so support your gut this summer with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash gojo and use code 25gojo to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash gojo, code 25gojo. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Michael Jr., Mike Golik Sr., getting ready to talk to our buddy Jared Carabas. Get you excited for pitchers and catchers reporting as Major League Baseball yeah. season's getting ready 
to get underway. But uh, dad, we have also got March Madness coming up on the horizon here soon. And did you see the report from Ross Dellinger the other day that apparently conference commissioners have gotten together and start it's big conference commissioner chatting season. We saw the sec big 10 in football doing their thing. And now apparently in basketball, they've expressed a desire to expand the NCAA tournament, which is already at 68 teams right now. We know most of sports is some is great. More is better, but dad, do you think the tournament is a place where that's true too? I I don't, Mike. I just don't. Outside of giving coaches and schools a chance to tell recruits <laughs> we made the tournament, but, you know, college sports has got turned on its head anyway with NIL. I don't think players are going to care that, you know, you were the, if they expand it, the 72nd team uh, to make the tournament, it's like, what money am I going to get from that school? So I I. I I don't know what the upside is. I mean, how many years did did we fight this thing where it was don't, you know, don't call it the play-in round on Tuesday, call it the first round. I mean, it was ridiculous because too, it was a play-in round. You know, they, they get so so hypersensitive about that and now they want to expand. I, I have no idea what good that's going to do. Some, but again, I'm not smart, you know, the smartest or the sharpest tool in the shed. So I would need that one explained to me a little bit. Yeah, Ralph Russo from the AP also pointed out the broadcast rights go through 2032. So unless the TV partners want to see a change, probably not much going to happen there. Yeah, where stuff is going to happen is on a Major League Baseball spring training field near you very soon. For more on that, our buddy Jared Carabas kind enough to join us here. Host of Baseball is Dead and Name Redacted podcast. And Jared, before we get to that, how you feeling as a New England guy right now with all this Chiefs dynasty talk starting to pop up and everybody trying to go <laughs> for the Tom Brady erasure with Patrick Mahomes? Up, oh, Jared, we got you muted, brother. You're muted. What about now? There, there we, go. we okay. go. All right. Uh, he's not even halfway there. Because uh, I'm counting the Tampa Bay Super Bowl as that belongs to me as well. Uh, I, I think, you know, obviously <laughs> getting three out of five, <clears throat> very impressive. They'll probably go three in a row next year. Um, but I'm not necessarily sweating bullets just because, I mean, the average lifespan of a player in the NFL is three years. Like the, the reason why Tom Brady is where he's at in terms of NFL legacy is because he was able to play until he was one of the oldest players to ever play the game. So like, that's what's the challenge for Mahomes. It's like, I do I think he can win five Super Bowls? Yeah. But to win seven or more, like you're not talking about being a great football player. You're talking about being a healthy football player. And that's a different conversation. Yeah, also with the the seven to Brady, but I think I, I'm car- kind of starting to look at the Bill and Tom six together in New England that Andy and Pat are halfway to that. So it'll be interesting as we talked, Andy is 65 years old. We had a couple of coaches who aren't coaching anymore in Bill and Pete Carroll who are into their 70s and coaching. So, okay, as, we, as football goes aside, one of the bigger questions in baseball I wanted to ask you was, you know, the Red Sox, who finished last in the division last year, are going to be part of this Netflix show going on. Are you su- surprised it's Boston getting this show out as we've seen more and more sports teams kind of go through the Netflix thing? I mean, I, I, yes, I'm surprised, but no, I can't complain. I'm going to be part of it. I can't wait. I'm going to be I'm going to be a Netflix <laughs> superstar, baby. You're going to uh, nah. 250 million subscribers. You kidding me? I'm going to, I'm going to be hitting the gym. I'm going to be getting that tan every day. <laughs> Got to make sure I'm in the barbershop once a week. But of all the baseball teams that you could have picked, 
why would you pick the Boston Red Sox? Like, not only are they bad, they're uninteresting. They're boring. Like, yeah, I guess like they have some younger players that are interesting to Red Sox fans. Maybe Tristan Casas has some crossover appeal in terms of like national baseball fans. But outside of that, if I'm a Mariners fan or I'm a Brewers fan, am I tuning in to see the 2024 Boston Red Sox? No. And I think your, your target audience is Red Sox fans. I don't even think Red Sox fans are interested in because you think about it this way. If a team wins a championship, they turn around the world series film by like December. They're talking about this, this special coming out in, in spring training of 2025. If the Red Sox finish in last place for a third straight year, why am I going to go want to go revisit that? Like, I guess if there's drama and there's beef in the clubhouse and some crazy stuff happens, you're going to want to be like, well, I wonder what happened behind the scenes. Sure. But outside of like crazy unforeseen dramatics taking place, I don't care to revisit. Like they haven't played a game yet. I already don't care to revisit this season. (laughs) <laughs> so we're looking forward to at least your appearance in that. We'll have something to watch there yes, now, even if yes. it's not anything about the Red Sox being interested. We can watch Jared Carabas be interested and <laughs> yeah. tan and jacked. It, it, the actual interesting stuff, Jared, baseball, we know so many people, especially the casual fans, going to be focused in on the Dodgers and what they've done this offseason. I saw Mookie Betts, speaking of former Red Sox, say, we know we're going to be everybody's World Series. So as you talk to people around the league, what is the consensus and the conversation of the rest of the league and how they view this Dodgers team going into the season? I think I think a lot of guys are <clears throat> are up for the challenge. Um, I, I, you know, you look at that, rotation and i'm not going to say that they look beatable because that that sounds ridiculous uh but there's holes there like i mean yes you like if you're a starting pitcher and you tow that rubber and you see the lineup card and it's shohei otani mookie Betts, freddie freeman like just you have to carve through literal mvps just to get to the second inning like yeah that's that's intimidating um, but then you look at the rotation. It's like, all right, Yamamoto, you can poke a lot of holes here. Yamamoto first season in the big leagues. What's that going to look like? Walker Bueller. Uh, he's coming back from a major, uh, surgery, major injury. What's he going to look like? He, he said his velocity is not nearly, uh, it's not 98. He's like sitting 92, 93, which is not, it's not awful, but it's not Walker Bueller. Um, Dustin may still injured Bobby Miller, uh, kind of has like one year in the league. Like what's that going to look like? Clayton Kershaw. He's He's probably going to be able to give you at best a hundred innings. It's like, where are they filling up on Tyler glass? Now his career high is 130 innings. So it's like, yeah, like they've got this, like the names are there. No doubt. Like Kershaw, Yamamoto, uh, glass. Now, like those are all names, but like, can we pencil in 180 innings from all those guys? No, you can't. So while I think that we're going to have a lot of fun, we with uh, running back the parlays this year when it's two plus total bases for Freddie and Mookie. And now we can add Shohei to that. Like that's going to be fun. Dodgers minus one and a half. Like that's going to be a fun parlay to run over and over and over. But in terms of the rotation, there's a lot of holes that you can poke in it. So while Mookie is sitting out there saying, Hey, we're everyone's world series. You kind of need pitching to win a World Series, Mookie. I know that not every World Series is, is the 60-game season, and you don't have the winningest franchise uh, Red Sox team to back you on that one because he did nothing in 2018 either. 
So as, as it's just getting started, let's look at an overview. National League, Atlanta, Milwaukee, and the Dodgers win their divisions. American League, Houston, Minnesota, and Baltimore. Of those teams, is there one or two that you think will not even make the playoffs this year? Ooh. <clears throat> um, I did see that Minnesota was like a heavy, heavy favorite in the Central. Uh, I don't know that that's a smart bet. Like, I mean, the Twins... The twins are very hit or miss and a lot of their stars are kind of like injury prone guys where like, you know, if you lose one of those guys, it changes the course of your entire season Um, with Baltimore. Like they still are the, I I would say the class of the AL East, but like teams got better in that division too. Um, So yeah, I I don't know that there's one that I can point to where it's like, "Ah, I don't see that team actually making it. Um, But as far as like, some of the heavy favorites out there, they're going to have more competition than I think. Plenty to get excited about now as pitchers and catchers are getting going out there. Even more to get excited, though, that we've got a Jack Tan, Jared Carabas coming to a Netflix screen yep. near you. Jared, appreciate the time this morning, brother. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I'll see you soon. Awesome stuff there. As we wrap up the day, coming up next, we've touched them all. Now it's time to get to the important journalism. New Taco Bell menu items just dropped. We're going to rank them for you. Coming up next, you're on Gojo and Gold. DraftKings Casino is bringing you only the best. Classics like Blackjack, Roulette, and Slots, plus exclusive games you won't find anywhere else. I love Blackjack, and I love football to Blackjack analogies. I think they're really similar games. They're both team games that require great individual performances. Heck, it's all of us versus the dealer, right? Plus, it comes down to the decisions you're going to make at critical junctures. Third down, fourth down, the red zone become when to split, when to double, when to hit and stay. All this action you can get by downloading the DraftKings Casino app now and using code GOLICPOD. New players get an instant deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. That's code GOLICPOD only on DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus, physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and other restrictions apply. One per new customer. Must opt in and make minimum $5 deposit within seven days. That's 168 hours of registering new account. Max match up to $100 in casino credits, which require one-time playthrough within seven days, 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash newplayeroffer2024. All right, time to finish off the show the way we always do. This, that, the third. Three quick stories to send you into the rest of your day. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review us. Leave us a five-star rating and check us out here live Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern on the DraftKings Network, DraftKingsNetwork.com, the YouTube channel, Samsung TV+, Plus, Roku. There's a ton of places to see us. You should do it and tell a friend. And if you miss any of it or our great guests, thank you to our buddy Charlotte Wilder, Jared Carabas, who joined us, as well as Orlando Brown Jr. from the Cincinnati Bengals. You can catch any of those interviews wherever you get your podcasts, as well as right here on the YouTube channel as soon as we get done with the show every day. Uh, But guys, let's finish this off. We got bangers today. Let's start with this. Apparently, Taco Bell does now a keynote address akin to the Apple Music upfronts where they go forward and introduce their entire new product line and vision coming to you for 2024. And they had a lot to talk about this year. 
Take a look at the Taco Bell menu launch event that we had going on. This is a thing of beauty. We just put a little twist on something that you guys love. Chicken and steak enchilada grilled cheese dipping taco. What about dulce de leche Cinnabon Delights? Our brand new Taco Bell hot sauce packet. Mild, hot, fire, Diablo. And there's a newcomer to the bunch. The cheesy chicken crispinata. A cheesy street chalupa. Taco Bell chicken nuggets. Yes way. Whoever said no way, yes way, girl. I didn't know that Taco <laughs> Bell did Steve Jobs style reveals. I didn't wow. know. Yeah. And let me tell you, Taco Bell, invite me next year. I'll MC, I'll do whatever. I'll sit in the crowd in Yaskara. I'll be the guy going no way so your guy can react off of that. But I need to be here. So let's go through, guys, the new menu items here. They mentioned we've got the cheesy crisp chicken crispinata, the chicken nuggets, the cheesy street chalupas, the cheesy enchilada dipping taco, and my personal favorites on the dessert menu. The Dolce de Leche Cinnabon Delights and the Mountain Dew Baja Blast Gelato. Now, we also saw Mountain Dew Baja Blast Cheesecake thrown in and teased there as well. I'm all in on the Baja Blast dessert items. We know this is a show that loves a good Baja Blast in general, but I am ready to dessert taste test whatever they want to stuff that Baja Blast in. An elite flavor profile. I mean... Jesse, you Baja, into the Baja? You Baja Blast Gelato? I don't know, guys. It seems like we could doubly Baja Blast this baby out of me. Well, you, yeah, you need to start baby? ingesting this stuff so we, you can blast that baby out. Exactly right. Yeah, but I what, mean, what a, and, I feel get, bad we, for the labor and delivery nurses, but, you know. Hey, it'll be quick. so green you, you in be, here. Why, be, God? Yeah. <laughs> You should be part of the marketing campaign for them, without a doubt. For me, listen, I would eat all of those, but if I had to pick one, the cheesy street chalupas, they, they caught my eye the most. Yep. I mean, just, wow. The, what a, but but uh, again, like we were saying, putting it to the, you know, the basically the, like the apple up front, I mean, is a hilarious, where you have just a crowd, obviously, that's going to love your stuff no matter what, but man, they made it big. Wow. Yeah, I mean, guys, Taco I'm not going to lie. Already. The crispy chicken nuggets are speaking to me. I was just going to say, I ah. already frequent Taco Bell as my late night spot of choice. I've had a tried and true staple of things I've gone after. The grilled stuffed beef burrito. I saw they've got a couple of combo items. They're going to do, um, I think it might be the Crunchwrap Supreme, but with the giant uh, Cheez-It inside. So there's a lot of innovation going on at Taco Bell right now. It's an exciting time to be alive. But as a drunk person who goes there a lot, the chicken nuggets, man, is that an easy one to toss in the order there that the gang is always going to love in the bag. So nice to see Taco Bell not resting on their laurels. They've been great fourth meal for a long time, and they said, no, we can still do more and do better. That's the difference. Mamba mentality. That is why they are my favorite fast food restaurant of all time because they never get lazy they never rest on their merit and they're always trying to push the boundaries god i'm hungry right now jesse uh oh, with that in mind let's get to that speaking of someone else who was very hungry yeah speaking of somebody else who's pushing boundaries we kind of have no context um for this next one other than a guy got caught on camera eating mayo at an echl game so it was between the team in orlando and a team in jacksonville and this man is just whipping out as you can see here just the hellman's the jar and he just goes in with a spoon and just starts eating it 
And I wish I had more information oh. for you about why he's doing this or, you know, what is going on here, but this is all I got. This guy is just eating mayonnaise out of a jar. So yeah. I, I'm I'm internet brained enough to where this is like the level of conspiracy theory I'm comfortable with. This seems like a plant for some easy viral marketing. But dad, that being said, as the guy who's been branded the Mayo guy since the Dukes Bowl in 2021, this is always a step too far for me. I cannot shout out to Jay Arnold, former Texas A&M lineman who did this at the Dukes game a couple years ago. I can't just eat mayo with a spoon. That's a bridge too far for nope. me. Scratch. Can't do it. Absolutely cannot do it. Uh, will not do it. I know like you did. Listen, you did the perfect thing at the bowl game, dipping it in the Oreo and, and, and going with the sponsor. I mean, that was the pro thing to do. Uh, but then there's going it a couple of steps too far. And yeah, just spooning it out of the jar. The only thing I've ever spooned out of the jar, and we kind of talked about it a little bit with Charlotte going to Indianapolis uh, for the NBA All-Star game is St. Elmo's. They have their known for their shrimp cocktail is the the, the cocktail sauce, the horseradish. Me and, and my brothers would actually take horseradish bottles and see who could take the biggest spoonful of horseradish uh, out of the bottle, basically without throwing up. And, you know, you just eyes are watering, your nose is running. Oh, yeah. But I would do that. But I would, ne I would never do it with, with mayonnaise. That's just nasty. But, yeah, we did that with horseradish, and it, it, got, it got ugly. Guys, for the YouTube audience here, getting a <laughs> spoonful of this guy and then me going back and forth. Mayo shot for mayo shot in the uh. booth right now. I am never going to outrun un, uh, outrun that. At some point, we need to get Dion Warwick out here who tried to get me fired with pay yeah. for my crimes against mayonnaise in the broadcast booth. But uh, let's end this off on a much more artful note here and get to the third, Jesse. We've talked a lot about Dune 2 coming up in a very different light surrounding their very sexualized popcorn buckets. There's some poetry here that's making us feel a little hot and heavy too, though. Yeah, I was going to say, not that different, still pretty sexual. Uh, so Josh Brolin, <laughs> following the wrap of the film, Dune Part 2, it's come out that he was writing some poems. So he's going to release a book with the cinematographer um, of the film. And so these poems came out. He wrote one for Timothy Chalamet. I'll just read an excerpt here. And the way you hold my gaze makes me fear my own age. Um, in another one that he wrote for Florence Pugh, he said, uh, she lies down between shots, splayed in her princess regalia. We are all tired, but she lies there without worry. I, they get weirder. Um, they're super weird. And Gojo, as you pointed out, this is Thanos. Yes. Like, this is, this is the voice of Thanos. Now, he plays Gurley Halleck in this movie that is simultaneously, like, the, the, the fighting teacher, the combat teacher, but also in the book, apparently, he's a poet and a musician. So this is in line with the character. But I'm worried about what happens on set. One, I want the book to be the audiobook read by him so that I can imagine all these poems being read by Thanos. That would bring me a lot of joy. But, Dad, also, what if you're the person on set he doesn't write a poem about? Now, all of a sudden, I feel like the locker room's divided. Yeah. Zendaya's like, where's my weird, freaky poem? I, listen, I'm still trying to get through the poems. I haven't even gotten to the part if you get left out. I, I'm reading some of these poems going, what the hell is going on? I mean, I, I, listen, I'm looking forward to the movie. I saw Dune back in, in 1984 was the release of Dune. Uh, now, we get, uh, now we get the next here. I, I'm looking forward to it, but... I'm I'm reading these poems going, 
at what point did Josh Brolin, i.e. Thanos, decide, yeah, I'm going to write some poems that get going pretty well in this and turn it into kind of a book? And make it freaky. There's a little Colleen Hoover to him right here. This feels like it's getting faded and X-rated. I need him to do the one about Dave Bautista. You got him on set. I feel like Dave's worth a poem. You guys were both technically in the MCU together. There's got to be some crossover here. Show some love for the big fella in arms right there. We had, you know, honestly, too, Josh, level your game up. Our producer Slate has been writing poems around here for us for weeks now going back in the NFL season. So we got a poet on staff here, too, that will put up any day word for word, bar for bar for all you out there. If you believe that this show itself is poetry, go ahead, download, subscribe, rate, review it. Leave us a five star rating and help us Baja blast this thing to the moon. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf, Gojo and Golik, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving in the 2024 NBA postseason. You get it. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.